This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance. Proud to say its sugar is made in America. Learn more at sugaralliance.org. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The Biden administration is doubling down on a previous commitment to invest in domestic fertilizer production as it encourages other countries to look into production capabilities of their own. President Joe Biden spoke on an Illinois crop farm today about the announcement, which he says will add more money to an existing USDA effort. That's why earlier this year, the U.S. Department of Agriculture announced it would invest $250 million to boost fertilizer production. Literally on the plane out here on Air Force One, I turned to Tom and I said, Tom, double that. Make it $500 million. It's so desperately needed. The move will invest in domestic production capabilities, which have been highlighted as a priority in light of the recent supply chain issues globally and the war in Ukraine. Biden said he was also pressing Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack to take the discussion to ag ministers throughout the world at an upcoming G7 meeting. They're going to see what actions we can take to increase fertilizer supplies globally and identify how we can work together to prevent export restrictions on food and agricultural inputs and bring more global production to market, which will stabilize prices and bring more certainty for our farmers and keep people from dying of hunger. The administration also plans to invest in technical assistance for precision agriculture adaptation and make more counties eligible for insured double cropping. Phil Brasher has more in his coverage on agripulse.com. A key figure in the U.S. fight to address global hunger concerns was on Capitol Hill today. AgriPulse's Amy Mayer has more. The administrator of the U.S. Agency for International Development called out the tenacity of Ukrainian farmers before a House Appropriations Subcommittee today. Samantha Power said the Russian invasion of Ukraine has disrupted food, fuel, and fertilizer supplies around the world. And for Ukraine's farmers, transportation is also a huge problem. How do we get the agricultural products that the Ukrainians themselves have planted now have harvested, it's it's likely to be as much as 70, 80 percent of the harvest that they had planned before. They're out there with their flak jackets, their helmets. I mean, it's amazing, the bravery. But those agricultural products used to be exported and they used to earn an income by going through the Odessa port and other southern ports. Those are now blockaded. Power said funding for USAID shows the United States is leading other democracies in supporting countries in crisis. And she said the work must also prepare them to thrive when the emergency ends. The key to all of this is how do we get markets up and running? How do we get agricultural goods flowing? How can the Ukrainian institutions that were showing such landmark progress, the very kind of progress that makes Putin insane, return uh, to not only the level of functionality, but, but bringing a level of prosperity that Ukraine had not enjoyed before. We're a long way from that, but we have to walk and chew gum at the same time. Congress is currently considering a $40 billion supplemental spending bill that would direct $4.35 billion to USAID. That money would be targeted toward humanitarian assistance in Ukraine and in countries that previously relied on the region's wheat. The bill passed the House Tuesday and awaits action in the Senate. Amy Mayer, AgriPulse. Finally today, agriculture industry leaders are looking for help to address workforce concerns. AgriPulse's Hannah Pegel has more. A feed industry leader says immigration reform and more emphasis on training and education will help labor shortages in the industry. 
Constance Coleman is the president and CEO of the American Feed Industry Association. She says the most immediate way to solve labor shortages is for Congress to work on immigration reform. But Coleman also says in the long term, there needs to be more of a focus on promoting training and trade school programs to address labor shortages. We have focused for too many years on college education as the only form of higher education for people. And we've ignored the trades, we've ignored technical training, and those are the jobs that are really in demand right now uh, within the feed industry. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Pagel. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance. America's sugar farmers and workers are proud to say that our sugar is made in America. A strong U.S. sugar policy supports a sustainable, efficient, and resilient supply chain for this essential ingredient. Learn more at sugaralliance.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.